Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, Lil Boomers, to another edition of Bucket and Boomer. This is episode 30. We're we're starting to get up there in numbers. Uh, I am your host, Buck at Kyle, here with my co-host, Lil Boomer. Lil Boomer, how you feeling this evening? Well, I was rewarded again today for being really good at my job. Oh, we yeah? Have this, yeah, we have this policy I talked about in the past where if you're really good at your job, they let you do other people's jobs too. So... <laughs> <laughs> While people are on vacation or in Tennessee, I get to go cover three fucking territories. It's amazing. Wow. For no extra pay. Oh, that sounds like a shit show. So I'm glad that wasn't me, and I'm glad it was you rather than me. Uh, that other voice you just heard right there was our good friend from the West Coast, No Snow Neff. Uh, Neff, how you feeling today, man? Feeling great. You know what? I just escaped yesterday before this white shit started coming down yesterday morning. So I'm enjoying the sun here in California, the vitamin D hitting my skin, not something other that starts with D. So I'm feeling great. Thank you. You want me to just uh, kick him off you. of it right now? Just remove him I'm, from the show. I'm ready. I'm ready to boot him whenever. He's already in here talking <laughs> shit about the weather. This is going to be a hell of a podcast. You and your it's sunshine so, can suck it. We just we moved on Friday uh, and or Saturday right before the snowstorm hit. It was perfect timing, just like you. So. Yeah, we'd love to see it. We have a fourth here today as well. Uh, Wait a minute. You're telling me all four of us are here? This is a it's first. It's crazy. Full house. Is this a first? This is this a is first a show first. with this, all four This of is us. a first, yeah. Happy Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to history right now. A Bucket and Boomer first. All four members of the Bucket and Boomer podcast are here at once. I didn't actually bail tonight. Can you guys believe that? Holy no, shit. No, we, we can't uh, believe it. Matter of fact, we were supposed to start at 7 at 7.08. We were all going, if he ain't here by 7.30, we're starting without him. Oh, I'm, right, I'm right here, baby. I had to eat dinner. I had to, I had to get the game. You know, I thought the game started at 7 tonight. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> no, it's BJ's after dark, baby. The fourth, the fourth voice you're hearing there in the background as well is our good friend, Big Booner, CBJ. Booner, how you feeling? Uh, what's popping, boys and girls? We had somebody wreck in our front yard and fucking take out our mailbox. So now I got to deal with that. Are they okay? Uh, like, are they? Did they make it? Are they good? Oh yeah, they're fine. But fuck them. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the question. How's the mailbox? Um, entire post is gone. So guess who gets to dig through frozen ground to dig a new post hole? Well, oh, if, I, um, right. if I remember correctly, Kyle doesn't Zach know all about freaking square posts getting knocked over? Uh, he sure does. Yeah, he would know oh, that uh, very well from running directly through one in a golf course on the first hole after we all teed off. Uh, instead of going around the wooden post that holds up the, the map of the hole, he ran right through it. So We hadn't even finished one beer yet. Who needs to turn? That's for losers. <laughs> uh, but Kyle, while we're at it, can we get a over-under on Booner's beers tonight? Ooh, uh, what are you drinking tonight, Boom? You, you drinking uh, Miller Lite? Miller Lite, and I got a full case. And, oh, and hey, he, he already had two double double whiskeys before this show even started. So, all right, and uh, well, this is probably gonna be about an hour fifteen guy here. I'm gonna say, uh, we'll set the line at seven and a half. Ooh. Is that I'm too high? The over. I'm going over. You're going over there. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna yeah. go push halfway through the seven twenty pukes. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
You gotta have that on video though. If it happens, you turn on camera, all right? Booner, it's time for you to to find a, a new place to live to get better internet. Yeah, that needs to happen. Uh, no pressure though. No pressure though, buddy. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We got some AS, some beer drinking ASMR going there at the same time. Uh, we're here to talk about some BJ hockey, and I, I guess we can call it hockey. What we've been watching the last couple of weeks. Um, Debatable. It's it's something, I guess. Uh, still like selling out the barn though, dude. On on random like Sunday nights. So or yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but let's just go right into the week that was here. So we'll go back to Monday, January sixteenth. Uh, that was a three to one loss to the New York Rangers. Again, attendance for this one, Artemi Panarin comes back into town, so maybe not so surprising, but uh, attendance for this one at 17,093.8%. I mean, that's a great number for where this team is right for the where this team is at right now, I think. Right, for a bottom for, 3 team, if not bottom team, we will find out a couple games from now on a Monday night. On a Monday night again. It's nuts. It's really crazy. So yeah. We're not a hockey town though, right? It is a hockey town, and now college football is over. We this kind of happens every season where we get we get the bump when college football is over, and Ohio State fans are bored and need something else to do. I guess so. This is a this is an annual thing we've kind of noticed, but I don't think it, like usually we hit about fourteen thousand about this time of year. This year they're averaging sixteen eight. Yeah, that's and that's great. Uh, it's 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 usually we're able to find really cheap tickets for every game, and it has not been that way this year. So we love to see it. Yeah, this is where you kind of get the crowd that once football ends, they scream that they're diehard hockey fans, and then it's the same people in the upper deck just sh- screaming, "Shoot the puck!" When we're down by six in the second. Yeah, no, oh, but we love, but we love those people. I guess something. Uh, I wonder how many of those thousands of people that keep coming to these games, even though we're watching the worst team in the league. I wonder how many of those people are are season ticket holders from the preseason when Goudreau signed. And they're just kind of stuck going to these games now because they, they're going to get their money's worth. They don't really have a choice. Oh, there's, like, definitely, there's definitely a good drove effect. I mean, that's that's obvious. The bump that they had in sales alone is enough to make the attendance go up. But we're talking, it went up about 20, what, 2,800 from last year? 2,600 from last year right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I was already in talks with Adam before <laughs> that happened about getting my season tickets going. And it just happens that I finalized on it the day after Gaudreau signed. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Hey, at least you locked you're, in with you're, the price. You're one of those people, huh? No, but I think like many people committed the money and now they're like, you know what? Um, I might as well go. Or they sell their tickets for cheap or give them away. But either way, I mean, it's great. On a Monday night, so many people uh, love to see it. Yeah. So into the game uh, itself, uh, jackets went down. Um Three nothing through the first two periods. Those are goals from Zabinajad, Goodrow, uh, and Kraftstov. Kraftstov, Jesus, that's a weird way to. It should be like Kraftstov, right? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then third period, uh, the one twenty one into the third period, uh, Andrew Peak scores, um, making it three one. Was that his first of the year? I believe. No, that. he's been oddly productive this year. Yeah. Fourth, isn't it? Is yeah, it something fourth? like that. He had two last year. And last year they were both empty netters. This year he has four non-empty netters. 
He yeah, had an amazing breakaway goal. Yeah, and a cool. couple of them were bar down too. So he's been he's been pretty productive. That's right. This game as well, he had that he had that nasty snipe that was that was on the oppo side uh, bar right. down in this one, I believe. The positive note is that Andrew Peak's shooting at the right goal this year. Yeah, no <laughs> own goals so far from him this season that I remember. Um, it's been a long season already, and we're only halfway through. Uh, but yeah, I I think Peak has definitely improved um, as time has gone on. And not the opposite. So that's exactly what we wanted to see from him. And I think that, like you said, he's been productive. And he's only, I think he's one of two players that's, that hasn't missed a, um, like that was supposed to be on the starting roster who hasn't missed a game due to injury. Uh, I think he got scratched once, but I'm not sure. So he's been, he's been in there a lot as well, which we can't say of, of many players this season. I think it's him and Gus, and that's what it was last season too. Those were the only two to play 82 games. Right. Yep. Yeah, but he did yeah, take uh, there's two not healthy anything. scratches this year. And after the two healthy scratches, he came back with his hair on fire. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple game notes here from that. Um, Blue Jackets had four power plays, went 0 for 4. Uh, not, that's something we're kind of getting used to at this point. Um, Rangers had five, uh, went 1 for 5. I think, the, but the Blue Jackets have a decent PK, I believe. Um, they're not, they're like middle of the pack this season. So one of their better units, I think. Yeah, they're floating between 16 and 18. Okay. But we're used to that, right? The PK has never been dog shit, unlike the PP. So, no, it hasn't. There was a, there was a point in time, I think, early this season where the penalty kill was garbage. They were like last in the league, but they've uh, tremendously improved since then. The forward defensive production is getting a lot better, I think. Yeah, it's one of those things, like when Torts was here, we're all screaming that, oh, it's not Larson's fault that the power plays dog shit. It's under the Tortorella system. And now we're just sitting back and going, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, goalie goalie situation that night, that's right. Um, uh, Elvis went into net. Tarasov was uh, called up on an emergency backup basis, I believe. Yeah, Corby um, went home from Detroit, had a family emergency. They really haven't given us any more details, but everybody kind of wonders. The Mrs. Corby had just had their baby, and all of a sudden he's leaving Detroit. Yeah, so hopefully everything's going well there. We have seen Corby since then, or no? Yes, yeah, he came back and started back. Saturday night. Okay, so hopefully everything's well there. Um, also, again, congrats to Corby on the new baby. Good job, buddy. Congrats on the sex, dude. <laughs> He's uh, gonna look. He's gonna look much older very soon here. <laughs> no, just like Johnny Gaudreau, that meme that's going around right oh now. Oh my god! Yeah, but no, that's the worst STD you can have. Never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Can't like, confirm. You would know. You guys would know. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving on to the next game. Um, I don't know what Elvis is. I think Elvis. Uh, going back to the Rangers game, Elvis played pretty well. I think his, his save percentage was decent. I think. Yeah, it was. Uh... I looked it up last night. I forgot to write it down. I think it was 9.38. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Not pretty good night from him, actually. And I, so. I, think, it was, I think that was one of the game where, games where he didn't have a stinker. So, um, Yeah, he played He played pretty good that night, and uh, just he had no offensive help. He's been yeah, the defense, solid. The defense wasn't horrible. Um, two of the three goals that went in, nobody was stopping. And then one little softy at the end, but there was a pile up in front that – let it slide through for sure uh yeah so i think he's i think he's looked better and he's he's looked like he, he looks like he's been improving recently um 
Wait well, till we get to Anaheim. We'll get to this North State game here in a second, so hold your horses. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about a damn good goaltending game. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Tuesday, January 17th, uh, that was a game against the Nashville Predators. Uh, this was a makeup game from the water main break earlier this season uh, when I, I'm pretty sure, like, the entire arena flooded, like, the whole bottom floor. Um, yeah, anywhere from three floor. inches to three feet of water in the arena. That's crazy. So they've gotten that cleaned up and safe and no mold and all of that fun stuff. So uh, that was so this this is a game where we always go to Nashville and usually just get our asses kicked. Um, and I think that's I, I don't want to assume anything, but uh, I feel like whenever the, the Blue Jackets go to Nashville, they generally have a pretty good time uh, <laughs> out on the town. Who, when they're down there. Who doesn't have a good time in Nashville, though? Fair enough. I, I've never been, so I can't speak to it. But I've been there several times, and it is one of my favorite, if not favorite, cities in the world. Wow. You have never been to Nashville. I mean, yeah. you have to have a good time when you're like 9 and 36 in that arena. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, you might as well. Maybe that's why they're 9 and 36, though. Uh, anyways. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next, hopefully next year's schedule is a little better so we can go out there. Maybe I'll fly in because Nashville games are a hoot, man. So That's what I've heard. I, I would like to go see at least one. Um, first first period, that's the first period, 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, and then, of course, uh, it's Cody Glass. That he's He played for Vegas for a while, and, and he kind of hasn't done it. He won or went to the cup with them uh, in Vegas. Uh, it's kind of bounced around since then, but he's like nothing. We always give up goals to the players that only score like two or three goals a season. And then the the Philip Forsberger game. Yeah, Yeah, either that or then somebody who hasn't scored in the NHL yet. We're really good at that too. Well, it's funny you mention that because Cody Glass, that was his second goal, and then Trennan scored his third goal of the season. (laughs) Exactly. So that uh, makes it 2 nothing at the end of the second period. Um, Two guys that don't score, that's not what they're known for, putting up goals against Tarasov, uh, who started in net. for this game. Uh, then Gus Nyquist scores uh, nine minutes into the third period um, to make it 2-1, and that ended up being the final. They just couldn't pull it through. They never can in Nashville, but I think they, the, from what I remember, they played pretty well in this one. They, they kind of stayed with it the entire time. Hey, the yeah, third, they the they outshot the Predators 40-28 to 28 in this game, but once again, we were 0-3 on the power play. I mean, we outplayed them in every facet of the game except putting the puck in the back of the net. And yeah, and I it was really, really good. They made a push for it at the end. So when we talk about competitive losses, that's exactly what we want to see. I mean, still haven't won 10 games um, in what now, 22 years in, in Nashville. So that's a little bit, I mean, wasn't a surprise, but they, they played with it. They weren't terrible. Um, not even the second period, which have been abysmal. Uh, n- not even that one was, was bad. And they, they made a run for it, just couldn't win it. And that Cody Glass goal, there was no stopping that. I mean, it was a backdoor pass heading towards the right side, and he caught or cut it off in the middle. So Tarasov had already bid on the backdoor trying to make the stop there. Yeah, Forsberg, and, so Forsberg didn't score in this game, but that was his assist, his primary assist, and it was filthy. That that pass from Forsberg on that Cody Glass goal was disgusting. He uh, just cut it off at the right point and yeah. absolutely fucked him up. Yeah, that's so. If, if yeah, Forsberg's not putting up four goals on us a night, then he's at least making some nasty assists. Apparently, um, Tarasov played in this one, played pretty well, uh, made thirty-eight of or uh, twenty-six of twenty-eight saves. Um, the one thing that obviously the Predators goaltender stood on his head as well, uh, thirty-nine of forty, 
Um, yeah, but the the sad part about that is it was Kevin Lankinen. It wasn't yeah. even Soros. Right. So what? It, so what it, is that? Is that a, a testament to how good the goalie played? Is that a testament to how low oh, don't get me wrong. chances were? I don't. I don't. Don't get me wrong. Lankinen played out of his mind. Lankinen had several, several magnificent saves. So Lankinen, but it's just all we see is backup goalies. I mean, when you're thirty second in the league, you're going to get the backup every night, and we still can't get the fuck past him. Well, Lankinen's a good goalie. He trains with Corpy in the off-seasons. I think they came up the ranks together. I think Lankinen had actually his first start um, back then with the Blackhawks, I think, against Corpy, which is funny. So, but, I mean, he's a good goalie, but still, they weren't bad shots, all of them, especially in the third. We had some good chances, so he absolutely stood on his head for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Elvis backed that up. Tarasov was in net this one um two to one loss right now the more losses the better in my opinion it's it's fun to watch our guys compete uh and and win games and it's always fun to watch them score goals at home but uh losing right now is for the betterment of the entire franchise i and that's just that's just what it is so the more losses the better right now and if they're competitive who's gonna complain yeah because that's the good thing about the nashville game is it was not a bad watch even though it was zero zero after one it was a good game. It yeah. was a far, hard-fought, hard-hitting, good game that kept you interested for 60 minutes, right. which a lot of the games this year have not done. Or made you clench your butthole if you had money on it. <laughs> right, which we have a segment coming up on that. Well, we're going to start integrating some uh, betting into our podcast here, so stick around for that. Or, uh, if you, or if you went to the Rodizio Grill before the game, I had to clench my butt for that, too. <laughs> did, you, did you go to Rodizio Grill before that game? No, 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 it was before the San Jose game. Yeah. Before, there, okay. was lot, there was a lot of butt clenching going on for that. So much meat, dude. I don't. I never put so much meat in my body at once in, in my entire life the last time I went there. It was unbelievable. So glad I, I beg to differ. <laughs> I'm glad. Thanks for – thanks somebody picked up on that. Uh all right, moving on to the next game uh, that they played. Uh, Thursday, January 19th, uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. This one was at home. Um, I almost I almost just said with the return of Sonny Milano for some reason. I forgot <laughs> he didn't play there anymore. Uh, yeah, he done been there with uh, Washington. He sure was. I think he got an assist. That, no, he, they took it away from him. Never mind. Uh, 16,000 were in attendance for this one, so 88% attendance again. Um, against another one of the worst teams, two of the worst teams in the league in Columbus, Ohio on a Thursday night, and it's almost sold out again. This is this is great. I, I can't even describe how great it is that the fans are showing out for this team right now. Um, so anyways, uh, Blue Jackets, uh, this is great. This game was just nuts overall. Um, so the Blue Jackets go up, take a 3-0 lead uh, from Olivier Roslovic. Roslovic finally gets the monkey off his back and scores a goal. Uh, Roslovic and Blankenberg, or did he score before? I can't. This was his first even strength. That's right, but this this is the first time he scored in like months, right? I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, he's hot yeah. garbage. Week, not months. Eight, I think As it wasn't Okay, eighteen game stretch or something like that. It's and and it's not for a lack of trying. I mean, he's been on that first line with Goudreau and Line for the most part, and and running most things, and he's been. Decent. He's been pretty good bracking up the assists for sure, but he just cannot score. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to score when you, you know, toss away every puck that comes in your possession. <laughs> yeah, you're really yeah. off on the Blankenberg, aren't you? Or uh, Roslovic, aren't you? Fuck that you, guy. 
In in Zach's defense, man, he's got some awful turnovers, dude. He's always trying to do something extra. And then when he does turn it over, like, it's just a three-on-one rush the other direction. And I think that's – Go ahead, Mike. Exactly. That's exactly – you said it. He always tries one thing too much instead of just keeping it simple. So I I get why people don't like that and and tell him to go fuck off. But he has so much potential. That's why I'm so fucking frustrated with him. He's got a lot of potential, but he's a right winger that we forced in the center. I, I agree with that for the most part, and I, I think he does have a bunch of potential. We've seen it. We've seen the skill that he can have with the puck, but I don't know if it's that he's trying to do too much or if he just doesn't have that great of control with the puck. I mean, it it always just seems like he's giving it away on the boards. He's overskating it way too often. It's just like he's trying to – he thinks that the puck is just going to magnetize to a stick a lot of the time, and it doesn't. It leaves him behind more often than not, and it's so frustrating because we know what he can do. So hopefully this is the start of something better for him, I hope. Like yeah, he's trying to push himself into a role he's not meant for? Yeah, we saw it when he first came here. I mean, he's got the moves and the skill, the puck between the legs off the skate and then top shelf. I mean, he's got the skill, but you can't do that every single time when there's four guys in front of you. I just think he likes turnovers more than actually dirty dangles. So I think he has a turnover um, factory somewhere. Like I said, he's, he's going to be a pastry chef when he retires. Absolutely, he's got a he's got a turnover kink. It really turns him on. I think that's what I that's we're starting a rumor right now. <laughs> uh, it makes me love this hell. <laughs> it was um, so. This is where the shit goes. This is where the shit hits the fan, right? So up three zero in the first period. Um, it's like yeah, like here we are. We're doing it. We we're finally. Who is this team? And then all of a sudden. That's it's, not what we were saying in the smoking section. Oh, yeah. No. Because, well, well uh, one person was. The second, right. Three goals in the second period uh, from Anaheim unanswered. Adam Henry, Cam Fowler, and Simon Benoit uh, to tie it up into the second intermission. So it was 3-3 after two periods. And at this point, Anaheim has every bit of the momentum going into this. Uh, into the third period here. And you it, and as a Blue Jackets fan, we've seen this movie before. We knew what was coming in the third period. Yep. And, and, of course, it did. Uh, they scored two more. I believe one was an empty netter. Um, no, it was not oh, an empty netter. Oh, oh. oh, they were both. Okay. Uh, I just assumed, I guess. No, uh, it was not an empty netter. They couldn't get it in the empty net. Yeah, they couldn't even hold possession enough. You're right. Uh, so Zegra scores, of course, and then I don't even know who the fuck Max Jones is. Have you ever heard of Max Jones? Nope. Now we yeah. do. Who is that guy? Another one of those guys who just scores randomly against the Blue Jackets. It's Max Domi and Seth Jones' love child. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, but uh, were you going to let him know what happened on that third Anaheim tying goal? Oh, man, I tell you it was funny. I know people don't want to hear about sports gambling and wins and losses, but oh, somebody no, yeah. somebody in this group had about $455.28 riding on Anaheim. Oh, boy. When it, when it was 3 nothing, their butthole was clenched. When that first goal went in, Zach may have been the only person in the arena to come out of his seat, and then he sits back down real quick and looks around like, whoops, was did I do that? Meanwhile, he of course he was wearing a blue jacket jersey, right? So everybody was staring at him. Uh, well, yeah, at three, so it's like at uh, three three. He was a lot happier. At four three, he was ecstatic. At five three, he was counting the money. 
At five three, I was buying you guys a beer in our bar. Yes, it you is. were. It's like uh, Boomer wearing his Montreal Savar jersey in the Nationwide Arena and then cheering for the Blue Jackets. Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. It was hilarious because in the first intermissions, we we were outside in the smoking section and only one person was very positive. And he was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And we were all like, dude, have you watched this season? Are you kind of delusional? They're going to find a way to piss this away. And I had said to Shannon, to, to Boomer's um, to Boomer's wife that, hey, I think we're going to see uh, we're going to see John Gibson here because still ours uh, started the game. And lo and behold, we, we, he came in. <laughs> See, I just brought up the fact that last season we had went up 3 nothing in the first in five games and lost every one of those. Well, that's a solid point. Yeah, wow. Uh, all right, so yeah, 5-3 to three loss there. 33-33 um, to 33 shots on goal. Elvis and net for this one. I, I don't want to blame all of it on Elvis, but – I, well, I'll there stop was you right there then because once the first one went in, he had one of those breakdowns. He did. He, he did. was slamming his stick. He was – I was, missed that. It was, yeah, it was one of the – Elvis checked out in the middle of the second period type games. The first one went in. The second one went in. He started checking out. The third one went in. We knew what was going to happen well, in the third. The, you also got to say, Boomer, that the third one was off of his glove. I think that was Seagrass. Yes. Um that was a real, real softy. And from then I knew, okay, this game is over. There's no way we're going to win this. It was, yeah, it was, it was a typical Elvis game. Yeah, it was the Ben Wash shot. Like it literally, it like bounced off the <laughs> opening in the glove and then hit the bar and went in. Yeah. At, at what point, if you're Brad Larson, at, at what point when you see Elvis clearly mentally struggling on the ice uh, with giving up goals? At what point do you pull him and put Tarasov in? I, I mean, when it when it's three to three, I feel like if you're actually trying to win games and you see Elvis is clearly struggling mentally on the ice like this, would you not make that change? No, not in this cause... game, not in this game, because number one, we're tanking. They won't tell us, and if we lose this game outright in regulation, we fall to thirty second. We put three points between us and Anaheim. If we win this game in regulation, Anaheim drops behind us for thirty second. So no. when he started having the breakdown, there's no way you're pointing him out because Tankathon is on. And yeah. then one more point as well, sorry, Zach, is maybe he just wanted to let him play through it. I don't know. But, I mean, we're tanking, so that throws everything else out of the window. But maybe he just wanted him wanted Elvis to play through it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If it gets to that point with Elvis where he's having a breakdown, um, I'm sure Larson knows if he replaces him and tries to win this game, he's getting Bruce Berger or – Ooh, Bruce Bernard, but uh, yeah, Bird Road. <laughs> how, many, how many? That sounds like you're on your third beer already. On top uh, of uh, that's four. Four. <laughs> that was four. Holy shit! We gotta speed this podcast up. I uh, know. I think. I think my. I think my line's pretty good. I think he'll start slowing down here, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? Anything else from that game you guys wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, the only, the only big thing is that it literally put us 32nd out of 32 teams in the league. So it Woo! put us in the lead for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Well, it we were dead last, right? Until – are we still dead oh, last? Oh, we're, we're still, still dead, dead last. last. Oh, fuck yeah. So that went – okay. So the Saturday <laughs> game – yeah, hell yeah. 
I, I have been so busy with moving and everything like that. I have not paid that much attention. I didn't even watch the game Saturday. We are, we are currently one point behind Anaheim. So this was a very important loss in regulation. We made it to 30 points, though, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> I, I just hope we don't make it to 50. Right. You know, exactly. I'm going to we're going to do a, a end of the season recap once once we're at the end of the season. But let's not um, from from the I mean, from the artillery side, Warren uh, predicted like 108 points, I think, this year. Yeah. From the Blue 107 Jackets. or 108. Yeah. What way? Everybody. I feel like everybody in Columbus was predicting like playoffs. 90 plus. This 90 plus. Um, I, yeah. Somebody in this group said, uh, what was it? Uh, ch- or what was it? Conference finals or bust. If we <laughs> yeah. win the Stanley Cup, I'll run around drunk and naked for weeks. I don't know who it was, but it was somebody it in this group. I predicted it was like they were going to have 80, sub, like 80 or less points this season was my preseason prediction. I had them in third fucking place in the division. <laughs> <laughs> I had wild card. <laughs> oh, man. Who knew? Yeah, no, I don't think anybody expected, though, for them to take such a dip um, oh, after no, they no. signed Johnny Goudreau, right? Because it's the same team plus got Johnny Goudreau. Like, I mean, how, you mean, how do you it? get worse with Johnny Goudreau? I mean, hey, guys, yes, absolutely. But they had really shitty luck with the injury. So – Let's not forget about that. So it's not right. nothing which they do, but they also had a lot of injuries here. You're right. And we have a really bad coach, so that doesn't help either. And Neff and I are in agreement that we are getting Bedard. Fuck all your standards, we're getting Bedard. I actually made a a bet with Angry John on Saturday at one of the intermissions. I bet him 50 bucks that we're getting Connor Bedard. (laughs) No shit. Straight up. Uh, I hope you win, dude. I I truly do. Hope I hope for all of us that I do. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, you win, we win. Saturday night game, January twenty first. Uh, a game at home against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the attendance in this one eighteen thousand eight hundred seven people. Um, well, that's one hundred room only. Standing room only. I mean, what? <laughs> What an absolute show of force from this fan base, I think, over the last week and a half of hockey. It's it's been incredible, truly. Yeah. Well said. Incredible is the only word to this to, to describe. Especially it. with a team this bad. I mean, even even uh teams that are decent right now are not getting this many fans. And like playoff bound teams are not look at look at Florida's home games. They're they're pushing twelve thousand right now. Yeah, New Jersey is like is like at what fourteen and a half or fifteen thousand. So, what was the? There was a game, an away game, uh, not not too long ago with a team that that is pretty good, and there was nobody there. Well, I, I that was the Nashville game, but there was a bad accident on the interstate by second intermission or by second period. Those seats filled up. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, when the game started, everybody and myself included was watching the TV, going, "What the? Where the fuck's everybody at?" Yeah. Uh, all right, going back into the San Jose game. What was that number five, Zach? Yes, sir. All right, uh, <laughs> into the San Jose game here. Um, didn't start off great. Uh, Timo Meyer scores one for them. Goes they go up one nothing, and then Nick Bonino, former Predator, uh, scores another one to make it two nothing Sharks. Not just another one, dude. It was a nasty, 
backhanded wraparound goal. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see you this. So please interrupt me and tell me like what happened in this game. I, I don't really know what happened. I didn't watch I, it. Yeah, I was in the fan zone for the first two goals of this with Jake. <laughs> so, oh yeah. my god. How was that, by the way? How was the fan oh, zone? Oh, it's we'll, fucking we'll get phenomenal. to that at the end. I've got that in the game, in the in the notes to talk about at the end. All right. So, anyways, two uh, O Sharks, and then uh, uh, Olivier decides, "Fuck this! I'm fighting somebody." And off the next faceoff, um, just fights. I feel like the fight wasn't great. I think I saw that fight. It wasn't a great fight. Yeah. It, it was back and forth. I mean, nobody really won. They both landed several blows. But the important thing in this is literally Nick Benino scores this nasty freaking backhanded wraparound. And off the initial faceoff after that goal, gloves drop. They start pounding the crap out of each other. The arena gets into it. It fires the team up. And then it's a completely different story from this point on. Oh, yeah. So you're absolutely right. The fight was dog shit, but it was so well-timed. Like, you got to give Olivier props for that because it was a dog shit fight it was like they they were like dragging on their their jerseys more and it was like more tactical and olivia didn't really look good but man he plays that fight well because after that as boomer said totally different game and we went a good chunk of chunk of time without fights i feel like that's something we kind of need with the season being as bad as it is but i mean yeah, you, gotta, you gotta sprinkle something in there yeah this week is the only time that me and boomer have been jackets fans and uh this was a good game to do it well yeah I, that's olivier being here and, and it's seemingly dropping the gloves almost every other night at this point obviously not that much but he's fighting way more than what we're used to it's kind of nice having a guy that's just ready to like he can score every now and then not very often, but every now and then, he, you know, and then he's dropping the gloves and just beating the shit out of somebody. He doesn't lose very often in a fight. Well, he's that he's that sandpaper guy that we need. He's got those rough edges. He's not the greatest skater. He's not the greatest puck handler. He's not bad at any of it, but he's not the greatest at any of it either. He's a solid hockey player that, like Liam Neeson, he has a special set of skills that will just <laughs> – Drop the gloves, beat the shit out of you, give you that spark you need. And that's exactly what happened in this game. I mean, this arena was just dead. Complete oh. silence, dead. Like, it's 2 nothing. Fight happens. All of a sudden, you hear a buzz in the arena. And with a 103, 103% capacity, the buzz was more of a hum. And the the – Players just fed off of it, dude. Like, they literally came out the next shift, completely different game. Yeah, but yeah. it was, just to touch on that, it was so boring that, like, several people had to fight to not fall asleep. One guy in the smoking section at the first intermission actually told me he fell asleep during the first period. <laughs> so that's, that tells you how bad it was. But then that that fight changed everything. Yep. Yep. And um, uh, just... I mean, we brought in good Branson for that kind of on-ice gritty play, and then Olivier is the guy to actually drop the gloves pretty often. Um, yeah, and it's nice sure. to kind of see him fill in that role. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's it's been a it's been refreshing in a pretty shit season. So um, after the fight, there, like you said, Boomer gave, gave the whole team in the arena a shot of life. Uh, then uh, Johnny G and, and Boone Jenner. Um, score a minute apart basically and, to tie it up two to two so and that it, johnny goal was his first goal on the power play 
<laughs> really, I didn't realize on his that. Second, yeah. On his second on that side of the arena. Yep. Which is crazy. He, Yeah, it's weird that he has a certain spot where he likes to score uh, every one of his goals. But um, going into the third period here, Nico Stern put the Sharks up 3-2. to two, um, And then ever since then, it was, it was all Blue Jackets from that. So uh, Line A scores another goal. He's kind of run, turning into a heater here, I feel like. Line A's been kind of hot. The last him couple and, of him and Roslovic got some good chemistry going on. Those two play better when they're on the same line. Is so yeah, the Goudreau so line A and and Goudreau line A and Jenner line is or is it Jenner Goudreau and line A right now or is it Roslovic and line A? What was the lines in this one? Well, it keeps changing. By the time the game ended, it was uh, Roslovic line A and Nyquist, Marchenko, or Marchenko. Then you had Goudreau, Nyquist, and uh, Jenner together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't agree that Line is is on a heater. I mean, the last time he scored was the was the hat trick in Detroit last Saturday, right? And then didn't he go quiet until he scored that game in that game? So I just I want to see more. Uh, he, didn't, he's, he's he didn't go quiet. Thing. He's had several shots on goal, which he was not doing earlier. It's just Lankin and played out of his freaking mind. And then there was just nothing going on in that Rangers game, but he was he's still moving forward instead of just lollygagging. I it's still want to see more, man. I still need more consistency from him until I'm I. Happy. I agree with you, Neff. I I feel like it's it seems like we're just seeing the same shot every single time out of him, and we know he's got a good one timer from the from the circle, and that's that's known by every if it's, if we know it well, then so do the other goaltenders, and they know it's coming. So. I, I think it something needs to change up there. He's as soon as he went to the right wing, he scored a hat trick, and he's been playing better on that side. I think, but it, it just seems like it's the same thing from him every time. It's it's turning into what's the definition of insanity, right? It's doing the same thing over and over again with the same results, and he's not been playing well from that side. So moving him over and changing things up, I think, is helping. And I think you guys are forgetting we're also the last place team in the league, and our possession possession numbers have just not been there. It's not good. Um, I feel like two, three years down the line, uh, towards the end of his contract, once we pick up either Bedard, Fantilli, or Carlson, it it's going to go up. We're going to see another, or we're going to see a forty goal season out of Line A. We're going to see more production out of the guys we expect production from. Yeah, if you want to see forty goals out of Line A, he's going to play eighty two games. Right, True. that too, that too. And and I hope you're right, and I want him to be good, like. Ever since he had those two or three good seasons with the Jets a while, like when he broke into the NHL first, he's just been inconsistent and streaky. And I just want to see more, and I hope he gets it together because he had some good passing as well in there. But I, I just want to see more. That, that's that's all I'm going to say. I'm not hating on the guy. I just want no. to see more. No, not at all. We, I think he's expecting more from himself, and he'll tell you that. He'll be the first one to tell you that. And that's something that a lot of people here admire about him is that He'll come out and tell you, yeah, I sucked and I'm trying to do better. And if I'm not better, then I'm sorry. But it, it is, you know, he admits to not playing well. And look, I hope at what point in, in this in this contract of his does he become trade bait? I mean, at what point do we, we cut ties and, and decide we can get something out of him to make our team better because he's not producing like we thought? And what is it next year? Is it the year after? Is it this year? Like when when do they start looking at that? All I, I heard also, was that Mike Neff and Kyle Spencer hate Patrick Lightning. That's all I heard. Oh, sure. that, that is a fact. 
But I also think the uh, missing chemistry of Jake Voracek being out for the season, maybe forever, is kind of also hampering his play. Because that's a guy that he relied on a lot last year, especially on the power play. Um, Yeah, I mean, he just removed 56 assists from the team with one concussion. And it's not only that. it's He was injured. uh, Voracek injured. A lot of people injured. But still... Other people are a little bit more consistent, right? So I love the guy. I hope. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, no, I'm not gonna let you keep going there. Who on this team is fucking consistent? Johnny Goodrow. Goodrow. He's is consistent. He? Look at the stats. Daniel he's not consistent. Goodrow. He's streaky as well. No, I mean he's he's basically a point per game player, right? Yeah, that's very consistent. I agree with yeah. A point per game is consistent in anybody's book. He's not putting up a bunch of points, but he's consistently putting up a point per game at this point. He's three points behind a point per game. Okay, that's right there. I mean, it's at forty some point games into the season. He's about a he's like what point nine five point nine five points per game. Then you're also talking about a guy that was. All those games are multi point games too. It's not like he's getting a point a game. He's streaky, just like everyone else on this team. Well, I mean. Hey, yeah. I just I just want more from him. That's it. And maybe maybe also stop getting injured. That'd be nice for everybody. Yeah, that's yes, one hundred percent agreed. Not necessarily always his fault, but you know it is what it is. Um, so, anyways, uh, speaking of Line A, he scores to put it up to tie it up three to three. Um, then after that, at the twelve thirty eight mark, Gus Nyquist hits the game winner. Uh, I can't even imagine what the atmosphere was like in that place after a game like that being it's sold out. I, I can only imagine that that arena when it is full and it is exciting. It is an insane arena to be in. I, I wish I wore my white pants. <laughs> By that time, everybody had woken up too, so that was good. It was really. I fun. would hope so. If you were asleep during that, then you have a problem. Uh, go see a doctor. Um, Sean Corrali adds the empty netter. Five three final. Good guys. Uh, game couple game notes here. Uh, only one power play for San Jose. They went over one. Um, and one for two, CBJ. So they they score a power play goal, and it's the only PP goal this week. So you know when you're, when you're tanking, then you know you 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 suffer in the stat in the statistical department. It is what it is. Well, here's the weird number. Let's look at the shots on goal. The first period ended. San Jose had 15 shots on goal, and we had two. <laughs> yep, and then. Not a- not a single good chance until like six seconds before the end of the first. There was one chance by Gus, but it was an abysmal first period. Yeah, and then like literally that fight happened, and it just killed San Jose, gave us all the momentum. And then you look at the second period, you know, they had five shots on goal. I believe all of them were before the fight. And then we ended up beating them 12 to 5 in the second and ended up beating them 15 to 5 in the third. Like, we just did not show up for the first 20 minutes, had a fight, and then we decided, you know what, we're going to play fucking hockey tonight. And you know why yeah. this was headed, too? Like, this was headed, if the fight didn't happen, this was headed, like, in an into the direction of another really, really bad game. Like, yeah, we, you were we looking at 5-1, 6-0, you know, something just Because we stopped in the second period, and that, that, that fight finally got us out of our groove, so... Again, kudos to Olivier. Thank you, honey. Love you. There was like six minutes in the third period where they were stuck at 25 shots. It yeah. was crazy. 
Uh, yeah. So that's, it's just been an up and down season, uh, mostly down. Uh, but then they have games like this where it's like, Oh shit, there is a team in there somewhere. Um, and they get, and you know, they're fun to watch. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that game uh, at some point. Cause it sounds like it was a good one to watch. Would uh, recommend start at the second period. Yeah, I was getting ready to say the same thing. Just start at the, start at the end of the first intermission. Uh, one other great. note in this game is uh, Corpy made his return back to the net. Uh, Elvis was the backup, and Tarasov got sent back to Cleveland. So all must be good on the home front because Corpy is back with the team. Love you, know to hear. Happened, you know what happened to Tarasov in Cleveland? I'm not sure if it was Friday or if it was Saturday. But Saturday. Monsters, yeah, it was Saturday. The Monsters were down like 9 nothing in the second period. They had a really, really bad game. I, I don't know what the end result was, but at one point they were down 9 nothing. So it, it, welcome it back to Cleveland, Tarasov. Yeah, seriously. Was and it Tarasov in net, or was it yeah, uh, it was, Jack Greaves? It was Tarasov for the first Greaves. four or five, and then Greaves relieved him and gave up the other four or five. Nope. And then they called the dogs off in the third, and it ended 9 nothing. That's ridiculous. Ooh. That's that's just crazy. I, I don't know. Like, Is that just bad? Is that just a bad game overall for the whole team, or is that – No, no. What's going on in Cleveland is basically what happened to us to start the season. Like everybody up there's hurt. Um, the we've got half their team up here with us. The other half the team's hurt. They've got guys on their roster that are on week to week PTOs. They're pulling people from the Kalamazoo ECHL team like every other day. They have nobody left. Yeah, that's yeah, stripping them dry. Yep. yep. While we're on the topic of Cleveland, I just want to add in: win or lose, make sure you go to that outdoor game. Show out, please. Oh yeah, yeah, shit. When is that? March fourth. Okay. I okay. I know yeah, somebody will remind me when it gets closer to time. Too. Oh, is that number six there, bud? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Oh, we're starting to hear it, man. We're about yeah. to mute his mic. He's starting. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That second <laughs> and a half line was perfect. Uh, You'll know right. when you listen back. Uh, <laughs> moving into the week ahead, uh, Flames tonight at nine thirty, nine p.m. Nine thirty start tonight. That's a Hulu ESPN Plus only game. Yes, and it will oh not my. be on Bally Sports, so check that out. Johnny's uh, first trip back to Calgary. Um, any predictions for tonight? We don't necessarily yeah, get to the schools. But just, any, any... I mean, I just want to say two things. Uh, first of all, we call this a 6.30 start here in California. Awesome. <laughs> and then secondly, um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter like giving shit to the uh, to the Calgary fans about still bitching about Johnny signing with us and not re-signing with them. That's totally fair. I'm with you. But here's a caveat. If you still bitch about the Bradman not signing with us, then shut the fuck up because I you're a hypocrite if you do that. Do that. So if you don't bitch about the Bradman anymore, then yeah, I'm with you because I'm going to call the fans of Calgary what they are. They're the Calgary cunts. So shut the fuck up. He signed with us. It's done. We have him. And you're probably going to beat us badly tonight. And then we can be done with this. So shut the fuck up. I'll give you my normal prediction. I predict pain. Pain. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. And the bad part is, is the betting lines are so out of whack because they're predicting pain too. It's not even worth putting any money on this game. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm going to toss in Tampa in three. But, yeah. I mean, I've I've got Gaudreau, first-time goal scorer, and I've got a bet going with Boomer for a beer and a There's shot. There's no chance. Gonna... I think we get shut out tonight. 
we're going to get beat by six. We don't get shut out. Johnny gets one back in Calgary just to spite Calgary. I'm going to Boomer and I in pre-show. Boomer and I made a bet that we're going to be get beat by at least six. He said no, so I just need a beer and a shot off him. I said that uh, they would not be up by six at any point in the game. We lose six one. Seven one jackets. Johnny has the first. Here's my cynic prediction. I'm going to say we're going to be down 6 nothing, and then Johnny scores a hat trick, and we're going to lose 8-3. to three. Fuck yeah, Neff. <laughs> I love that. That is very specific. Wow. Well, it's uh, weird because the only other meeting we had with uh, Calgary this year, we won 3-1 to one on December yeah. 9th. And it was like one of the two or three best games we played all year. Yeah, that was good. But this team's so streaky right now. I mean, we we get one win after about every three or four losses. So I don't think this Western Canada trip's going to be fun at all. Yeah, they're, I not, mean, they're Cal- not throwing together back-to-back wins. No way. There's no. no Calgary's way. what, minus 350, 360? 365 now, minus 365. Wait, got, if you got any free bets on any of those sites, throw, throw a free bet on the Blue Jackets tonight for a value pick. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, the Jackets money line is great. It's like plus 290. Yeah, it's a great – those are great odds. Um, All right, moving on from that uh, into the week ahead, uh, Wednesday of this week, uh, the BJs are at the Edmonton Oilers. It's a 9.30 p.m. start. We are in the – uh, BJ's After Dark era this week. Um, so welcome everybody who celebrates BJ's After Dark. Uh, you were with friends here. Woo. Uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, yeah, just uh, read that stat line, dude. It's sick. Unfucking real this year. 40 goals, 48 assists, 88 points halfway through the season. A um, little over halfway through the season, 48 games played. That is unreal. That is un. That is just so unbelievable. He is on, he is on pace for 150 points, dude. That is unbelievable. I like he's gonna he's gonna pass Ovechkin and then Gretzky, right? Like in the goals, he has to. Yeah, uh, he's what is he? Twenty seven or twenty eight by now? He he was. I mean, as a center, he just started scoring goals like crazy. So normally he just had a bunch of assists, and that was the majority of his of his points. Don't get me wrong; I'm not taking anything away from him. It's still fantastic, but I don't think. He's that natural uh, goal scorer, so maybe he started scoring goals a little late. But I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy, so you might be right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to find out because Leon Drysital challenged him this year. Leon yeah. Drysital told everybody at NHL Media Day that Connor McDavid has the ability to score sixty or eighty goals if he wants to. He just needs to start being a little more selfish and worry about himself. And That's so. Drysidle challenged him, and it looks like he's going to try and score 80. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, career-wise, it also depends on if Drysidle gets moved because of those rumors that, was going on, that were going on earlier, but I doubt it. But, um, I mean, those two they hardly played together. They played together on the power play, but other than that, they only played together when they're really struggling. So wouldn't change all too much. They've also got uh, one of the more efficient power plays in the league. Yeah. And they just that, got Evander Kane back. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's back, thankfully. Uh, good, good for so that. I mean, he had a scary Boomer, injury. Boomer, what are you predicting? Pain. Yeah, there you go. I predict pain. I'm just clubber laying this week. It's going to be painful. That is for, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Neff, 
McDavid just turned 26 10, day, 10 days ago. Also, oh, okay. so, so he's a year longer than we thought. Yeah, he has he has time. He has a lot of time. Uh, yeah, and I'm just, just, just yeah, gives me even more time. And, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on. I, are you guys losing connection a little bit here? I mean, is it me or is it what's going on here? It's coming out there for a second. Okay. Are we all good now? Sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, moving on here, um, after the Edmonton game into Friday, that is at the Vancouver Canucks, uh, the boudreaux Vancouver Canucks, RIP. He's not actually dead, uh, but he's dead to the <laughs> um, Just his career. That's correct. Uh, at the Vancouver Canucks, uh, that is a 10 p.m. start. We're really getting after dark here. Um, replaced by Rick – how do you pronounce Rick's last name? Toche? Toche. 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 Uh, previous meeting, CBJ won four to three in Nationwide Arena all the way back in October of this season. Um, that was our first win of the year when Blankenberg decided to show up and show out. That's right. That was in overtime too, right? Yes. Maybe? Yeah. Was it? I yeah. believe it was. No, Blankenberg scored an empty netter on a broken ankle. It was not overtime. That's right. That was the 196-foot uh, empty yep. netter. That's true, yep. On a broken ankle. Are you sure that wasn't the broken ankle game? Yes, it was. It was, but it, it wasn't was. the first. Was it the first win then? How do how do no, we? No, it, it, it was our second win. We won in New York the night before, two nights uh, before. No, Kyle's right. That was not the broken ankle. No game. way. He that was way too early in the season. Yeah, he sat him down like a fat kid on a teeter totter. Remember? And also, it was it not the broken was, ankle game. It could not have been empty netter if it ended four to three. How could right? it not have been an empty netter if it ended four to three? Somebody would have had to. It would have been five to three with an empty. Nobody netter. pulls, no. yeah. Nobody pulls the goalie three on three. That three, the three three it's score. Right? Yeah. It was the game Dude, after that. that there's very the good netter. possibility we could have hit an empty netter and then still gave up a goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a good point. Correct. Dude, it was October 18th. Do you know how many beers have been consumed since oh, October yeah. 18th? That's a good point. At least six tonight. You know how much pain we had to go through since that? Oh, Jeez, not much. Profits. <laughs> um, I I predict that Vancouver runs through this team like oh, with, yeah. the new, with the new coach yeah i'm telling you what, if you're if you're betting on that game put all your money on vancouver because rick talkett is going to have a couple games before they get to us he's going to have his system in place and his attitude is going to change that team and they are going to kick the ever-loving shit out of us tampa and three uh, Elliot freeman made a really good point on the 32 podcast today he said he um Rick Tockett is going to have that room because all of the players, although the players loved Boudreaux, but they knew Boudreaux didn't have the backing of ownership or the GM. Every single player will know that Tockett has the backing of leadership, so they're going to start playing real well here. So if we look at this, we just said, what's the next game? Tonight, Calgary, then Oilers Wednesday, Friday is, is Canucks, and we're going to talk about the so- Saturday game, which is Kraken. Man, we're going to get our asses beat here. Yep. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Uh, then the last game there uh, next Saturday uh, at the Kraken. Uh, gets to York Strand again. 10 p.m. start. Um, yeah, uh, that's this will be the first time we see York Strand since he was traded on the offseason while on his honeymoon. Um, so yeah, first, the first time we'll see the Seattle, and the Seattle's pretty good so far this year. They're having a good season. Oh, yeah. Seattle's can, really good. They can score, man. They can score. To the surprise, 
Grubauer's finally back for them and looking like the old Grubauer that was playing for Colorado. Was that seven, Booner? Is that- yes, yeah, I'm, yeah, seven. He's just rushing through them now. I feel like he's cheating us. This one's coming up. Maybe he just right. opens them and then and then lets them sit on the table, but I, I don't think so, the way he sounds. I can send a picture of the group chat or group text of the empties. <laughs> yeah, he's struggling, Neff. You don't need to send it. Just keep talking. That's enough proof for us. Uh, all right. Next uh, next topic here up on the farm. Let's talk about a few guys right. here quickly. If you, want, if you want, I'll just run through this real quick since I did all the research last night. Yeah, we'll get on to the final section. Before, before you do that, Boomer, can I just say – um, we think Bjorkson, Bjorkstrand, Jesus Christ, sorry for butchering your name, Bjorky. Do we think Bjorkstrand's going to score on us? Yes. No, he's streaky. No. no. No, he's only got like six goals this year. That's like, a bet I would take. He's going to score against I'll, us. I'll do that bet with you. Winberg will. <laughs> Neff, how much you want to do on Bjorkstrand score, scoring on fitty. us? Let's do a fitty. I'll do 50 bucks on it. All right, cool. Straight <laughs> up. There we go. All right, let's head up on the farm. I'll go through these real quick. And after each one, if you guys got something to add, we'll do it real quick. So let's uh, look at our prospect pool. We're mainly looking at juniors this week. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the one guy who's not a junior anymore, and that's David Juracek. He's playing with the Monsters up in Cleveland. 24 games, five goals, 15 assists, and 20 points. Puts him at like .88 points per game as a defensive defender. Uh, yeah, he was at a point per game before World Juniors, though. Right. He was selected to play in the AHL All-Star Game. Uh, those fe- those festivities will be February 5th and 6th in Laval. And he just recently come off a World Junior Silver Medal at, with uh, Team Chesnia, or Chechnya, or however we're pronouncing it. Team Chechnya. Chechnya. Jesus Christ. Did yeah. you just call them Ches- like Chesnia yeah. is in the airplane? Come on. Well, he called oh. Rick at Toshe. But uh, <laughs> com- your check was also he- named. Hey, shh, shh. He was also named the tournament's most outstanding player. All right. What do you want to add to that, Zach? Nothing. I was just saying, of course, a European guy knows how it's pronounced. All right. Anybody got anything to add to the Eurocheck or are we going to move on? I I can't wait for him to come up, man. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. Future stud. Future stud. So moving on to the next guy we drafted in that draft, Denton Matejchuk, who's still playing with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Currently sits at 42 games played with six goals, 39 assists for 45 points. Uh, he just went on a streak in January where he has 12 assists in his last 11 games. I mean, great. Is that good, you think? It, for a defender, it ain't bad. Then my favorite name from last year's draft, Luca Delbel Belouz. Used to play with the Mississauga Steelheads. He's currently playing with Sar- the Sarnia Sting. He's got 40 games between the two teams for 20 goals, 26 assists, equaling 46 points. Um, he was traded on January 8th, had missed a couple days, and then finally got into the lineup of Sarnia. Since he's been there, he's played six games, and he's got five assists with a plus-one rating. Uh, he started out on the third line at center and has already worked his way up to the second-line center. Then our favorite draft pick from last year, Number 69, nice, Jordan Dumay, playing with the Halifax Mooseheads. He currently has 39 games played with 32 goals, 50 assists, good for 82 points. He's currently ranked first in the entire CHL in points with 82, eighth in goals with 30, second in assists with 50, sixth in game-winning goals with seven, 
am first and plus minus with a rating of plus 40. How ridiculous is that? So you're saying he's better than Connor Bedard? Uh, in some stuff. Connor Bedard come back and did pass him in goals. Oh, he did? Okay. But, I mean, this is incredible, right? For for a guy we drafted in the third round? Bedard, wow. Bedard currently, after leaving for World Juniors, he came back. He's second in points with 80. So, he's right yep. on his head. Yeah. Yeah, it said uh, Jordan Dumais is having the best QMJHL season since Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, the Q is also a – uh, easier league than the OHL, which Connor Bernard's playing in, but at the same time, that's still fucking ridiculous. Anytime you're compared to Sidney Crosby, that's not a bad thing, unless we're talking about crying. Yeah, that's true, and still gives me a slight hockey boner. Here, look to Bois. So, our next guy is Stanislav Svozel. He's playing with the Regina Pats. He's got 32 games with five goals, 41 assists for 46 points. He also won silver on Team Check at the 22-23 uh, World Juniors. Currently ninth in the CHL in assists with 41, and he's first in power play assist with 27. That's a good sign for a guy who could be coming here in the future to run the PP. Finally, somebody who could do that. Imagine we had a, a good de- defenseman who can actually quarterback the PP, and then we also have a good center on top of that in Connor Bedard. That yeah, a guy good. that's already playing with Bedard. Right, exactly. Uh, Then next on our list is James Malatesta. He's playing with the Quebec Ramparts. He's currently at 42 games played with 28 goals, 17 assists, and 45 points. Uh, He's a guy that was on a little bit of a heater back in December, and he's cooled off just a little bit. I think that – is there good fishing in Quebec? According to Letterkenny, yes, the best. I love Quebec. Quebec again? Uh, next on our list is Martin Rysabby. He's playing with Moose Jaw as well. Has 45 games, 8 goals, 18 assists for 26 points. He was the third Blue Jacket to go to World Juniors and also won a silver medal with Team Check this year. That's going to wrap up our Up on the Farm, and that's going to take us into our last segment where we just talk about other stuff that happened this week. Yeah, let's get in there, huh? Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the degenerate corner? You guys want to get your bets out real quick? First, was that number eight or seven? Eight. That was eight. eight. Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm, drunk, I'm drunk just listening to you opening beers. Boomers, I you over. I blame, I, oh, fuck. I blame you guys, or I blame Kyle specifically <laughs> for this podcast on don't my ask part. for a line if you don't want it. I mean, come on. I'm just going to mute him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you can get through this next segment with me because this is the degenerate's corner. Now that sports betting is legal in Ohio, some of us, myself included, may have become a little bit of a degenerate. I think that makes both of us. Yeah, I mean, me and Zach ourselves, we had a pretty good week. We picked the right night to bet on the jackets, and we picked the right night not to bet on the jackets. But I'm going to give you all a little tip here when it comes to blue jackets betting. Scott Lim, Indiana superfan, when he brings his daughter to the game, she is now 7-0. Coming into the San Jose game, she was 6-0. So I messaged Scott and I told him, I said, hey, I'm going to put her luck against my luck, and we're going to see which one's stronger. And I'm telling you right now, anytime Scott Lim brings his daughter to a game, 
put your money on the jackets. They do not lose when she is in the building. I also no. think I also think we should uh, open a fundraiser, um, get him a condo in Columbus, and then get him season tickets because holy shit, dude! They should just give that kid season tickets. Seriously. I mean, she can bring her parents if she wants, but as long as she's in the building, we win. Yeah, it's nuts. So I uh, decided to take your luck. I mean, this was an extremely profitable week for both of us. Yeah, that game we uh, we cleaned up. But uh, going into our degenerate corner, basically what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys a bet that we're going to ride with this week. And feel free to ride along with us, and we can all get rich together or we can all go broke together. This is so not gambling cool. advice, though, right? This is not gambling advice. No, right? this is just, gotta, yeah, uh, no never. Just, yeah, this is just if you want to have fun with us, this is what we do for fun. Also, if you are if you have a gambling problem, call the hotline. Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER, I think, right? Yeah, 1-800-GAMBLING-SOMETHING. Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER. It's, it's speed dial 2 right behind our bar on my phone. <laughs> It's 1-800-522-4700. Check that out. If uh, Give them a call. 1-800-GAMBLER, yeah. So, yeah, call call that line if you have a problem. So, anyway, let's yeah. talk about gambling. Yeah. Yeah. If, so. if you if you, if you some, – I'm not even sure if this is a thing, but if you find a future bet where you can bet that the Blue Jackets lose the next four game, put your fucking house on it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That is great advice, yeah. Great advice. Put your yeah, house right. on it. Right there with Boomer on speed dial, I got Armar, and then one eight hundred Gambler, and then AA. That one's <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's start with. Go ahead. Let's uh, Neff. Go ahead and start with it then. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say, hey, I think pretty fair bet. Um, in uh, the game tonight, actually, well, you're not gonna hear that, so there's there's no point in me saying it, but I'm just gonna do it anyway. Bet against the Blue Jackets tonight. I don't think there's a way they're going to win tonight. Um, and then I would also say against against Dreisaitl and McDavid um, in Edmonton on, on Wednesday, just take the money at the puck line and put like 50 bucks on, on, on the Oilers to win it, despite the odds being pretty shitty probably. But maybe do that. If you feel lucky, and as Kyle said earlier, if you have a free bet and it doesn't matter if you lose – then that's also the game where I will probably say, don't waste your own money. But if you find a free bet for Wednesday against the Oilers, do that because the odds will be about probably for the Jackets to win, probably plus 330 or something like that. All right. If they're sitting at plus 290 tonight, they're going to be higher Wednesday. Right. Uh, okay. I got one uh, for this week that I'm sitting with. This is game is tomorrow, I believe. Uh, it's the same game parlay, uh, the Boston Bruins and Montreal Canadiens game. Um, I'm going with the money line, Boston Bruins money line, uh, going over five and a half goals, and uh, Boston scores the first goal. That is my same game parlay that I'm sticking with this year or this week. Uh, I'm going to throw, throw a couple dollars on that one and we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, so what are you riding with this week, Zach? Well, um you know, I haven't had much luck on parlay, so I'm just going to split these up. But I'm going to take the Vancouver Canucks money line, and I'm going to take uh, Bo Horvat anytime goal scorer. All right. All right. Love it. All right. Uh, th- this one, like Neff said, you're not going to hear tonight, but I'm taking Johnny Gaudreau anytime scorer tonight just because I think he scores in Calgary to spite the fans. 
Um, but I will be placing a lot of money on Vancouver Friday night. I don't see any way traveling across Western Canada after playing Calgary and then Edmonton and then going to Vancouver with Rick Tockett having a week to get his soldiers in line. I'm hammering the money line on Vancouver. And then if you want something for this weekend, I'm going to run a parlay in the Bengals-Kansas City Chiefs game. I am going to take Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey as anytime touchdown scorers because they have both scored in every playoff game this year. And then because I'm a real degenerate, I'm going to add Chase 60-plus yards receiving, Mixon 50-plus yards rushing, and Burrow 200-plus passing, and that will bump your odds to 584. I, I'd like to add in, um, this one's probably going to piss Kyle off, but I'm taking the Kansas City money line. Uh, Jacksonville has already broke his or broke their streak with the Trevor Lawrence 39 and 0 on Saturdays. I Don't think uh, Patrick Don't Mahomes I finally you. breaks his streak. On the no losses to Cincinnati. I don't. I care about you. You're, I got this one for you, Kyle. Uh, Joe Burrow is not Trevor fucking Lawrence. Yeah, he's not. But he's also not Patrick Mahomes. No, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Joe Burrow is the best quarterback Mahomes. in the league. Patrick Mahomes has an ankle that is thicker than your thigh right now. Yeah, change change that bet. High ankle sprain from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> we just talked about. Yeah, don't do this. I care about you. Joe Burrow is is the best quarterback in the league right now. I'm seven and a half in and two doubles of fucking, <laughs> yeah. No, so. we can't We can't tell. Also, uh, Hude, first of all, uh, kicking the shit out of Buffalo uh, this week, last weekend. Um, and they just, this morning or this afternoon, I believe, uh, uh, Vegas made them, they're now the favorites in the game against Kansas City this week, uh, this upcoming weekend. So, uh, they're no longer the dog, the underdog in that. But I, I don't think it matters. I think Joe Burrow's uh, – You bet good. the money line. The line right now, it went from Bengals minus one to Bengals – or Bengals plus one to Bengals minus one. Just take the money line because they're going to win out right and get the big money instead of the little money. Yeah, agreed. Just if you're listening to this later in the week and you also want to gamble a little bit on hockey on the weekend, I'm going to finish up with one – I mentioned it earlier, and I truly believe it's going to happen. Um, Bjorki to score um, Saturday, January 28th, anytime against the CBJ. Um, he got traded in his honeymoon. I don't think he still um, he, he still doesn't like that. So um, I think he's going to score. So um, check out the odds on that. I um, think it's going to happen. And I'd just like to add in, if you want to make some guaranteed money, just go with any team that plays the jackets on the money line and then any or and then take Boston on the money line on any team they play. Jesus, are you about right. to fall asleep or something? No kidding. Or are you <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just, I'm just kidding. Let's, uh, fine, let's wrap up the degenerate corner there and let's move on to our general topics before we get on out of here. Uh, You're doing topic great, number buddy. one. Mr. Neff came back to Ohio. How was your flight? How was your trip? Yeah, it was great. So I I, I, sp- I have previously spent like Christmas and New Year's um, uh, with, with Haley's family. Haley's my girlfriend who just came back from deployment. And then a week later, I came back to Ohio for a business trip and I was able to wrap in like all of those home games that we saw. 
Um, got to see Sila from uh, from Finland again. That we're going to talk about her in, in in a second here. Um, hey, I'm just happy I got to see a, a win actually on Saturday. So I was at the Rangers game Monday and Thursday against the Ducks. Um, both games were lost, but hey, still still fun. Good to be back home at Nationwide Arena. Zach um, bought me some. Um, what what kind of fries were those on Thursday? The Philly cheesesteak fries inside Philly the arena just fries. outside oh, of 112. So it's good. fucking phenomenal. So, so, so good. That's probably my favorite um, uh, of it all, except for the win on Saturday. So I had a hoot. It was good seeing you all. Uh, went to the Rodizio Grill Saturday, as we said, um, and got to see a lot of great people um, during those games. So happy that that happened and uh, couldn't be... Couldn't be more content with how everything went this week. So love you all, motherfuckers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Glad you missed the snow, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another topic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, it was said. It, it said um, came back to an Ohio and how that was. What the question wasn't how it is now back home. So yes. <laughs> you're right. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> coming back to Ohio and getting to hang out with Sila from Finland, how amazing was she? That was I know you. Kyle and Neff, you guys hung out with her in Finland. Yeah. But she made the trip here this time and stayed with our friend Julie. And uh, they went to Detroit and they came to all four games this week. Uh, yep. I had Tunnel of Pride passes for Saturday. And I went ahead and gave them to Sila and Julie so they could go down and do the Tunnel of Pride. Um, what an amazing person. Just the yeah. nicest person in the world. I, I had dinner with uh, the Misses and Sila and Julie before the – uh, New York Rangers game. Uh, we went out, hey, got to have a little one-on-one -on -one time, get to meet her. She's one of them people on Twitter that I've really been wanting to meet. Just a wonderful person. So glad I finally got to meet her in person. Uh, what were your interactions like with Sila? I mean, hey, as you said, we met her in Finland and she hung out with us most of the time. And I mean, time. she gave so much time just to be with us, right? Yeah. And I mean, it tells you such a big, big story about Hey, she she's such a big Blue Jackets fan that she's making a trip for an entire week over to the United States just to see the Blue Jackets. I mean, first and foremost, she's a Line fan, but still, I think she she feels so so um, welcome with our fan base, and that tells you how great of a fa fan base we have. That she just made her way over here. Everybody came say hi, and and she was just phenomenal. She's a phenomenal phenomenal human being. I'm so happy she got to see a. A win and i couldn't speak more highly of anybody yeah, yeah she just she yeah. felt like she'd been a part of the group forever right. and i remember at the anaheim game you know me and zach were cheering the fact that the bets were going the right way and i told her i said man i said i hope saturday i said there's no way we're going to lose to anaheim and san jose in the same 72 hour period i said i just want you to see a win here in nationwide arena so you can see how loud it gets how rowdy the environment is when stuff's going right. Um, she did get to see the line a hat trick. She got to see a fourth goal in that San Jose game. So line a showed out while she was here, but to see her videos and her reactions after the San Jose game, when she finally got to see the real nationwide arena, just absolutely perfect. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead and talk about Femlin for a second and then I'll finish out. Oh, I, yeah, my, you guys nailed it, so I don't really have much. I, I just I regret not being able to be at more games this last week. Uh, we were in the middle of a move, um, so we, were, we got very busy towards the end of the week. But 
Uh, I know she, the whole time that we were in Finland, she took a, she took a lot of time out of her days to kind of show us around because she knew we were kind of lost while we were over there as a group. And, and she just kind of took us under her wing and showed us around and we really got to know her really well. Um, she is truly one of the more amazing people I've ever met in my life. Uh, just how, just, just her entire personality. So I'm glad she got to see Columbus for what it was and, and uh, yeah, got to come to some Blue Jackets games and got to see Nationwide Arena at its best, I think, the other night on Saturday. Yeah, yeah like we were talking about, we did uh, Rodizio on Saturday with uh, Julie and Salia and everybody else. Um, meet in, meet out. But <laughs> <laughs> super sweet, super sweet girl. Amazing time. Yeah. Had a whole lot of fun. And glad she finally got to see a win on the San Jose game. Um, but other than that, her first game in the States was a Patrick Liney hat trick, and there's nothing else you can put above that. That was great for her. I'm so happy she made the trip out and hope she has a safe return home. Yep, definitely agree with that. Hope the hope the flight back was good. So moving on from that, we got two little topics here we're gonna touch real quick. Um, at the Anaheim game, I may have bought Bemstrom skates at the auction. Unbelievable. Everybody's Unbelievable. like, you won't do it. You won't do it. I totally did it. So you now I own Emil Bemstrom skates. Each one of them is autographed. And did you know he wears a size eight? He's like Joey Tribbiani. He has freakishly small feet. Just very small. Yeah, well. I'm and then man. for those of you that I can't say anything. I wear a size eight, so fuck off. <laughs> Who told you you wouldn't? We're all saying bet more or bid more, bid more, bid more. I got them though. They're sitting right here beside me now. So now so what are you what are you gonna do with them? I, I'm gonna put them, I'm gonna get a display case and I'm gonna put them on the coffee table and they're gonna become a discussion people when people come over to visit. Nice. So right, it's we just were. gonna be a talking piece. Nice. I mean, why would you not buy them? I don't know. Yeah, you've you've won. You've made a complete turn on Benstrom since the beginning of this season. I, I have. I'm still hoping he gets those 50 points. And I mean, by now you're probably like the main sponsor of the CBJ Foundation. Congratulations! Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm in their top five. <laughs> by the way, Neff, are you going to fly home for the AAA Blue Jackets scramble? No, no, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't even know what date it is, but um. Is it during the season? Probably not. No, it's in the off season. It's, it's in usually, like uh, August it's usually or July. Like the, it's usually like the third Monday in August. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure. Maybe I can make it work. We'll see. But if if so, um, then count me in because that sounds like a seriously good time. All right. Now the Blue Jackets also decided to open their new CBJ fan zone. So I'm gonna let. If you can put a coherent sentence together, I'm going to let you lead this one, Zach, because you spent the most time in the fan zone this week. Yeah, it what was did, an incredible what did you time. Um, so, like you said, you said it was built for kids, uh, but you also admitted you're a giant kid. Um, oh, I had fun. Don't get me wrong. I had fun when I was in there. I mean, it's something I'll do every once in a while, but I'm not going to go there every game. Oh, I agree. I agree. Once you walk to the – or once you walk in, if you go to the straight back, it's built kind of like the CBJ locker room. There's jerseys hanging up in between the stalls, and then there's TVs hanging up every two or three stalls uh, for people to play the current NHL game. Uh, I got a chance to play be- or play Boomer and Jacob 
Uh, beat them both gladly. But as you go to the uh, left side, if you're walking in, there's a goalie competition. The minute you walk in, they give you a glove and a blocker. Uh, there's foam pucks that fire out. You can even either have this CPU fire out at you. Or if you're with a friend, you can have them pick the spot that the pucks come out of. Um, that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, and then if you go to the back, they have a spot where you can do either a fastest shot competition, target practice, or most shots within a minute. I think the last one is. I'm not completely sure. But it's a great time. They give you a ball, a stick, and you can kind of just shoot around on synthetic ice. It's it's a great time. <laughs> Easily entertained, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> very, yeah. I'm, well, he was, I'm not going to It was pretty neat. Was, he was supposed to sit with me of, uh, during the Sharks game, and he just didn't show up the first period because he got <laughs> stuck with Jake but, but playing fucking NHL in there. But I think they also have um, the old logo from – or the same logo that the Blue Jackets have in their new locker room hang, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It looks fantastic in there. Like the Yeah, entire... I mean, it looks and feels like a mini locker room. Right. Yeah, the and entire... I forgot to add, you can uh, try on jerseys. Um, through one of the panels they have, or you can pose the player so you can see how small Johnny Gaudreau is beside you. It's a great time. Uh, or Nick Blankenberg, for that matter. But he's hey, not in uh, their system, sadly. Okay, okay, but hey, they they didn't have it open on Saturday for the general public. Um, Marty Mulford told us that that was going to change. So from the next home game, it's going to be open. Um, yeah. I highly suggest going to check it out. It's They did a fantastic job in there. Yeah, the next home game is January 31st, and it'll be open to the general public. Um, Saturday was for full season ticket holders only, um, which they put passes in our phone, so I was able to sneak everybody and their brother in there with me because I had two passes the whole time. Hell yeah. um, and then earlier in the week, they had had a happy hour. <clears throat> I went to the happy hour before the uh, Anaheim game, and – they give you the show and show you how everything works. It's uh, it's really cool. I wish I was about 20 years younger. I'd spend a lot of time in there. I don't think any other arena has it to to this extent and not even close. So um, it also, you can see the Ice House practice rink from there. So um, amazing job. They, they did really, really well here. And hey, we shit enough on the Blue Jacket. So we also... We're not idiots. We we should also point out when they do something really well, and that's definitely absolutely. One of the things. And not to mention, they got what three or four bubble hockey machines outside. Yeah. So yeah. there's so much to do over there. If we get another snooze fest game, I'm sure we'll all end up in there. <laughs> absolutely. It's absolutely a great place to be. Just uh, check it out when you get the yep. chance. It's great. We get it. All right. We're done talking about it. Cool. Uh, so moving on, we're, we're done here. It's been an hour and a half. Oh, no, 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 no. We got one more topic, I man. Moved. How did the nobody move cares. go? Nobody cares that I moved. I moved from – I moved 10 minutes down the road. Oh, dude, I we love care. moving horror stories. I love moving horror stories. There wasn't – that's the thing. There was not a horror story. Everything went very what? smooth. We moved that's in in, in a day and a half, and it was wonderful. And we're done with it, and now we live here. So we did it. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. So now, how how do we think Zach's gonna feel tomorrow morning, though? That's a not really good. good question. Zach is going to be struggling tomorrow. <laughs> not good. He struggled uh, to get through the end of this podcast. Oh, uh, hey, great job on that uh, fan zone uh, thing, though. You did good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You did um, I I hope Moose struggles to find a place to shit in the new place. He, no, that's the thing. We have like we're in an apartment, but we have like a whole backyard basically with a pond. So they just run out there and just 
shit wherever they want. It's great. Oh boy. It's just like back. Just, just like, like you. Back. Just like you, right. Zach. How you run around your backyard and just take shit, you know? I mean, Neff found six places to shit on the night that we went to Rodizio. So it was only it was only five, but that's fair. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, All right, we're done here. Man. Anybody else got anything let's, before we get out of here? Dude, let's get out of here. Peace, love, and hockey. I'm-